Hey everybody, welcome to Props and Hops, a betting and beer podcast powered by Dimers.com and part of Blue Wire Hustle. I'm Matt Landis and this episode's all about NFL Week 3 bets, curated from a dream team of football handicappers, plus some original analysis, and we've got a pretty full card this week, so let's get right to it. 60% of the time, it works every time. We've got two sides in play this week, with the first one being the Bucks minus one and a half at the Rams, that line current as I record this during Thursday night football between Carolina and Houston. And we've got a lot of guys on this one, Drew Dinsick and Andy Molitor on the Deep Dive podcast. This was also a consensus play on the Matchbook NFL show that Drew does with Suma and Rob Pizzola. The Hitman on the Hot Read Hits podcast also on the Bucks, as well as Adam Chernoff. And Suma gave a pretty deep handicap here, so we'll get into some of the points that he made. He started by noting the Bucks' offense is playing great, but it still hasn't peaked. We've seen very few explosive plays from them so far, and we should start seeing more of those big chunks from the Tampa Bay offense. And when it comes to the Rams, Suma notes they easily could have lost to the Colts last week. They won by three, but the Colts committed two turnovers near the goal line. And that defense, Suma adds, nowhere near where it was last year aside from Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey. When it comes to the matchup in this game, Suma notes Jalen Ramsey can only shut down one Tampa Bay wide receiver. Drew touched on this point as well, and Andy made the note that, yes, Antonio Brown's on the COVID list, probably not going to play in this one, but if any team can afford to lose a wide receiver, it's probably Tampa Bay. And Drew also spoke to the matchup with Aaron Donald, noting the Bucks have strong interior pass protection that can help neutralize perhaps the best defender in the game. Rob also weighed in on the Rams' defense, saying he sees this as the most overrated unit in the game. He notes the Rams lost some key players and also some key coaches from last year's elite unit, and they also benefited from an easy schedule last year. And through two weeks this season, Rob notes the Rams' defense only ranks 18th in the league in success rate, and that's come against Andy Dalton and Carson Wentz. So with a Rams defense that's especially vulnerable against the pass, and that being Tampa Bay's strength, Rob suggested the Bucks could be in for a good day on Sunday. And Suma touched on this point as well, noting the Bucks have the highest early down pass rate in the NFL through two weeks, so they could really exploit a vulnerable Rams secondary outside of Jalen Ramsey. Adams' handicap included similar points about the Rams' defense and this really being their first big test of the season. And when it comes to the Rams' offense, Suma also noted the Bucks have the best run defense in the league in his eyes, and as well as the Rams can pass the ball, that could still make them one-dimensional going through the air. So Suma sees that favoring Tampa Bay pretty heavily. In fact, he makes this line Bucks minus three, and that has Tampa Bay as his best bet of the week. The second side this week, Philadelphia plus three and a half at Dallas on Monday Night Football. Drew, Rob, and Suma were all on the Eagles, making this another matchbook consensus bet. And Drew gave the big handicap here, noting the Dallas offense has been hurting itself by using Ezekiel Elliott too much and not taking full advantage of Dak Prescott and some wide receivers in really good form right now. And on the other side of the ball, Drew notes that Micah Parsons was impressive rushing the passer last week against the Chargers, but he'll be going up against a better offensive line and a more mobile quarterback this week. Suma echoed that point. And Drew also noted the Eagles were done in by a pivotal sequence at the end of the first half against San Francisco last week, so that was a bit of a misleading final score. And overall, he sees the spread of 3.5, overstating the margin between the Eagles and the Cowboys. 
Rob gave a similar handicap to Drew, and he also noted that the Cowboys were rewarded last week for a pretty bad process, running the ball too often, settling for a 56-yard field goal when they could have made that an easier shot for Greg Zerline, and still winning the game. So if the Cowboys continue to follow a suboptimal process, Rob also likes the Eagles to stay within a field goal. And from one primetime game to another, one total to hit this week, and that would be on Sunday Night Football, Green Bay and San Francisco over 50. Rob Pizzola and the Hitman were on this one, and I really like the handicaps, so I'll touch on a couple points from the Hitman. When San Francisco has the ball, he noted Kyle Shanahan's scheme can put a lot of pressure on some vulnerable linebackers for the Packers, and Green Bay also has a poor pass rush, and when I heard this from the Hitman, I couldn't help but think of the multiple times we've seen San Francisco run all over the Packers under Shanahan. So if that pass rush can't get home and the Niners are multidimensional, that could bode very well for their offense. And when Green Bay has the ball, the Hitman noted that the 49ers pressure stats are only league average through two weeks this season. They have some key injuries on both the second and third levels of their defense. So if they can't dominate the line of scrimmage, they could get carved up by Aaron Rodgers and this one could turn into a shootout. And after the week two board didn't give us much to work with in the way of teasers, plenty of options to dive back into the teaser side of things this week. So we're gonna do just that taking Arizona down to minus one and a half at Jacksonville, and pairing the Cardinals with the Browns minus one hosting the Bears. On the Arizona side of things, Adam Chernoff noted the Jaguars defense has been on the field for 78 minutes through two weeks, so they might be exhausted before this game even kicks off. And the Jags defense has allowed six yards per play to the Texans and Broncos. That's a big step up in class to the Cardinals offense, so it could be another field day for Kyler Murray. On the other side of the ball, Jacksonville doesn't appear to have an answer for Chandler Jones and that Arizona pass rush. Moving on to the second leg, it was a toss-up for me between the Browns and the Bills in this spot, but by taking Cleveland, I'm avoiding a little bit of concern with some regression from Josh Allen, and I also see a slight edge with Cleveland from a pricing standpoint because the Browns are more widely available than the Bills at minus one on a six-point teaser, and we're looking at very similar money lines on Cleveland and Buffalo, so to get that extra half point, down to minus one on the teaser, adds just a tick of value in case either of these teams happens to win by exactly one point. Of course, in the Browns game, they're hosting the Bears, and Justin Fields making his first NFL start adds a lot of intrigue to the matchup. But Fields didn't really look ready last week, and I don't mean that as a knock against him. I think it might just take some time after Matt Nagy primarily had Andy Dalton working with the first team up until this week. So overall, with the Cardinals-Browns teaser, we're looking at two clearly superior teams needing to do little more than win outright, and when we're crossing through some key numbers here, I see value laying up to minus 120. A quick note to add some context to the teaser board this week, I've also teased the Panthers with the Ravens, and you can get that breakdown on this week's Tuesday episode of the BetUS NFL show I'm hosting with Las Vegas Chris and Scott Kellen. You can find that show via the link in these show notes. And the Panthers game is going to be over by the time you're hearing this, so hopefully that exposure on Baltimore is still intact for me. But if you don't have any liability on the Ravens yet, I make them a very viable teaser leg as well. You can get them down to minus two at Detroit. And with all the teaser options this week, I think it's worth noting that beyond the traditional two-team six-point teaser, some books out there are paying out plus 180 on three-team teasers and plus 300 on four-team teasers. 
So I'd encourage you to shop around, and if you have access to those numbers, there's nothing wrong with a split ticket on your preferred two-team teaser, plus a little bit on some three- and four-team teasers involving Arizona, Baltimore, Cleveland, and Buffalo. I know the Rams and Vikings are also getting a lot of teaser attention this week, and I understand why since you can tease them up through some key numbers as home underdogs, but I prefer the other four teams since the Rams and Vikings are playing in games with really high totals up there in the mid-50s, and that implies some added variance, also reducing the relative value of each point we'd get in teasing those underdogs up. So overall, I hope this gives you some valuable food for thought. I'm rolling with the Cardinals and Browns in a two-team teaser, and it's the best teaser board of the season so far. It might go down as the best of the whole season, and that makes it a good time to capture as much of that teaser value as possible this week. And we've also got three props to get to this week. The first two are correlated, and they take us back to that Bucks rams game. Matthew Stafford passing yards over, and Cooper Cup receiving yards over. The hitman broke these down, and he mentioned liking Stafford over 300 yards. I'm not seeing that number available anywhere, but I would say I do like it for a reduced amount, up to 314.5. And, and similarly with Cup, the hitman said he likes him over 80 yards, also not seeing that number available. But I'd say I like it for a reduced amount, up to 85.5. And, and the hitman's handicap centered around the fact that in two games between Sean McVay as the Rams' head coach and Todd Bowles as the Bucks' defensive coordinator, the Rams' pass-to-run ratio is 121 to 26. So that's almost five passes per rushing attempt from the Rams. And I'd add that this wasn't game script dependent. The Rams won in Tampa Bay last year, so it wasn't just a bunch of garbage time passing. But since I do like Tampa Bay this week, these bets also bode well for the Rams getting pass-heavy if they are trailing. And the hitman also noted the Bucks have a great rush defense and the Rams likely going to be without running back Daryl Henderson, so that could force them to be pass-heavy, especially against a shaky Tampa Bay secondary McVay is likely to attack. When it comes to how to bet this, I'd add that since these props are correlated, I wouldn't advise putting a full unit on both. Of course, to each their own, but whatever you'd bet on these if they weren't correlated, I'd recommend about two-thirds of that amount for each of these props for one and a half units of total exposure. One more prop to get to this week. It would be difficult to imagine this show without it. Seattle, Minnesota, shortest touchdown under one and a half yards. This game has the highest total on the board at 55 and a half, and more points bodes well for the possibility of more touchdowns, which in turn bodes well for the possibility of some one-yard touchdowns. I'll note I've gone 0-2 the last two weeks on this show with this prop, but I've been playing several of these every week, and the non-show plays have been doing alright, so there's likely some variance involved behind that 0-2 result, but I'm exploring anything I may be missing with previous selections, such as the Chiefs not being a good short yardage team, that kind of backfired in week one, although the Chiefs let the Ravens punch it in from the one with Lamar Jackson last Sunday night, so this prop can get home in some Kansas City games. Either way, I don't expect any problems for the Seahawks or Vikings offenses in short yardage with some strong run games against these defenses on Sunday. We saw it in Seattle last week with the Seahawks both scoring and allowing a one-yard touchdown. I wouldn't be surprised to see that again in this week's Seattle game. I make this prop good up to minus 150. Alright, and that does it for the week three action, so let's get into a recap of this week's bets. I'm shocked, shocked to find that gambling is going on in here. 
Two sides, Tampa Bay minus one and a half at the Rams and Philadelphia plus three and a half at Dallas. One total, Green Bay, San Francisco over 50. One teaser, Arizona minus one and a half at Jacksonville paired with Cleveland minus one hosting Chicago. And three props, Matthew Stafford passing yards over, good up to 314 and a half yards. Cooper Cup receiving yards over, good up to 85 and a half yards. And Seattle, Minnesota, Shortest touchdown under one and a half yards. All right, I'll call a quick timeout here to remind everybody about the Props and Hops NFL Challenge going on over at Dimers.com. Congratulations to last week's winner, Mo, for going a perfect 6-0. Well played. Keep an eye out for your Props and Hops merch. And if you'd like some Props and Hops merch for yourself, come play along with us. All you have to do is pick any six games on the board against the spread answer a quick tiebreaker question, and you're in the running. It's free, quick, and easy to enter. You can even have Dimers pick for you to make it faster and easier, and three options to do that would be to roll with the Dimers Bot's favorite picks on the board, go with the most popular picks among other players in the contest, or go with a randomizer if you're feeling frisky. So to get in the game and compete for Props and Hops merch you can't get anywhere else, go ahead and check out the Props and Hops NFL Challenge link in the show notes. And now, let's pivot from the props to the hops. This week's show beer is Funk Ya, a wild ale by Beechwood Blendery out in whale capper Drew Dinsick's neck of the woods in Long Beach, California. Funk Ya clocks in at 6.4% ABV, and it's inspired by the Belgian goose tradition. That's a blend of one, two, and three-year-old beers fermented and aged in oak barrels. So this is a special release, and it's nice to feature at a special time of year with football season hitting its stride. Funk Ya's light in body for the 6.4% ABV. It's also dry and highly carbonated. And as far as the flavor goes, it's tart with some big notes of stone fruit. Think apricot and peach. All right, with the betting and beer taken care of, let's hit the home stretch on a proper note with this week's Malinsky Minute. Alright, so Dave is the sharpest mind I've ever known, and I think it's fitting this week to honor another brilliant mind that's gone too soon, and that would be the mind of Trevor Moed. Trevor was known as a mental conditioning expert, he was a strategic advisor to some of the world's most elite performers, in fact he was named by Sports Illustrated as the sports world's best brain trainer. He was particularly close with Russell Wilson, and he passed away last week of cancer at the age of 48. I was fortunate to discover Trevor last year in an interview on Colin Cowherd's Saturday podcast, and I was blown away by that conversation, so I've dropped a link to that episode in these show notes, and I can't recommend it highly enough. Perhaps the quote from that interview that stuck with me the most? Stay neutral. Trevor noted that for most humans, thinking is almost always either negative or positive, and positive thinking can certainly be valuable, but it can also lead to too much pressure to pretend that something bad didn't happen. And the issue with negative thinking is that it can be exponentially more powerful than positive thinking, so eliminating negativity much more powerful than increasing positivity. And Trevor kind of settled into a sweet spot in the middle ground that he referred to as neutrality, and neutrality enables us to realize that bad things in the past are real, but they're not necessarily predictive. 
So betting and so many other things in life can be a joy, but also a grind at times. And tying this all in with David Molinsky, Dave was never too high, never too low. I think he was onto something with that neutral mentality. The better job we can do of staying neutral, the better job we can do of following in his footsteps. Alright, that about does it. Thank you for listening to this week's episode. If you found any value in it, the number one way you can support the show is to leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. And if you'd be interested in a breakdown on every game this weekend, go ahead and check out the BetUS NFL show I'm hosting with Las Vegas Chris and Scott Kellen. We'll break down the full weekend slate live on YouTube every Friday this season at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific, and we also review the previous week and preview the coming week live on YouTube each Tuesday. That's at 5.30 p.m. Eastern, 2.30 Pacific. You can find a link to the BetUS NFL show in these show notes. And a couple housekeeping items. If you live in an area where wagering is legal and want to kill two birds with one stone, sign up for a sportsbook via one of the links at the bottom of the Props and Hops landing page on Dimers.com. This way you can get down on some edges and support this show along the way. You can find a link to that landing page in the show notes. And also, don't forget to enter the Props and Hops NFL Challenge over at Dimers.com for your chance to win exclusive Props and Hops merch. It just takes a minute to enter, pick any six games this weekend against the spread, and you'll be in the running. So there's nothing to lose, and you guessed it, you can also find that link in the show notes. Alright, that'll do it for this episode. Thanks again for listening. Enjoy week three in the NFL. I'll talk to you next week, and until then, let's bet well, let's drink well, and let's be well. Dimers.com has teamed up with online sportsbook Twinspires as the official season launch content partner to kick off the NFL season. Established in 1996 for horse racing, Twinspires, formerly known as Bet America, is owned by the famous Churchill Downs. Its sportsbook, which launched in 2018, has since been brought under the Twinspires name to provide American bettors with a complete sports betting, horse racing, and casino platform. Currently available in Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, Pennsylvania, and Tennessee, with New Jersey also launching shortly, Twinspires is currently offering Dimers.com readers a $1,000 risk-free bet upon sign-up. To take advantage of the offer and support this podcast in the process, head to the official Props and Hops page over at Dimers.com. You can find that via the link in the show notes, and from there, just click on the Twinspires link and follow the prompts.